Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us today for another episode. We have a fantastic teaching for you today from Elisa called The 90-Second Rule. And in this teaching, we're going to talk about how it only takes 90 seconds to achieve better health. And if that sounds too good to be true, then you are not going to want to miss this episode. Elisa is going to unpack this rule that leads us to better overall emotional health based on God's very good design where the word of God is the source of real peace. But before we do that, we want to thank you for all of your reviews and your shares of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. When you review our show and when you share it with others, it helps us share in the gospel mission of training and equipping disciples of Christ to go to the ends of the earth. And it all starts with you sharing a good word. Here is what Yuri had to say about one of our most recent episodes in her review. She said, wow, finally a podcast that bridges theology and health. Elisa is an amazing teacher and easy to listen to. Yuri, thank you so much for taking the time to submit a review of our podcast. Your message helps us spread the good news. And because we read your review on the air, we would like to send you a gift from our Revelation Wellness store. You can swipe up in the show notes for an email link to receive your gift for sharing with us how the Revelation Wellness podcast is impacting you. And we would like to invite you to submit or share a review as well. And if you, we read your review on the air, we would love to send you a gift. Now, here is today's show. If you're blessed by the freedom found in this episode, like we think you're going to be, please share it with a friend who needs to hear a good word of truth. Be blessed, and we will see you soon in all the places. Peace. So 90 seconds. We're going to talk about 90 seconds to improving your health. You don't have to do a 30-minute workout. You don't have to do a 10-minute workout. But find yourself in this 90 seconds, and I'll give you some background for it. Okay, so we've been going week after week, and I kind of come here and I build upon what we've been learning each week often and kind of just move with the spirit of what do we need to know now based on what we've learned. Everything is going to come back to Scripture. Everything is connected to the truth and the, the good news we know in the world, the good science, whatever it is. It all shows that there's a good God who made it all. We're going to, we'll show you, this is all connected. Last week, we talked about the biopsychosocial part of who we are, which is a fancy way of saying my biology, my body, and my thoughts are talking to one another. There's this communication. They're integrated to one another. And how I relate socially to the world is also relating to me. I am connected on the inside to be connected to the outside. That my outside, my environment, my community, my friendships, my relationships on the outside, my social life, my influence there 
will affect my biology and my psychology. Biopsychosocial. Can, can we all agree with that? Listen, in 1985, when I took my first aerobics class, yes, aerobics class where the dropped the needle on the record, we danced around to a record player playing the Blues Brothers. We weren't even thinking any of this. Nobody had any clue about biopsychosocial. No one had any clue about neuroplasticity. We didn't even know about that. No one had any clue about nutrition, food. I mean, the processed food industry was re reaching its, its moment in time where TV dinners and processed food was really hitting the shelves in the 70s to the 80s. We didn't know what we know now. So now we uncover bigger integration of who we are in our health. That's why you cannot step on a scale and tell someone or have someone tell you you're healthy or not. Nobody can tell you that. A scale cannot tell you that. It's a more of an inside out what's going on inside of me. And what I think affects my, my physiology, my, my physicality. My biology and my physicality, they are connected. And we've learned about, a lot about the nervous system. You've learned, we've talked about the nervous system. You're sympathetic, you're parasympathetic. Basically, your ability to push on the gas pedal, which is go, 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 do the thing, tend to the task, work, the gas pedal, and then you have a brake pedal. You have a brake pedal of your nervous system. And your nervous system is the information highway of your body. Without a nervous system, you don't have other systems. You don't have breath, pulmonary. You don't have bone growth and density, skeletal. You don't have your integumentary, which is your skin. You need a nervous system. It's the energy that's running through you. Where do we get our energy? Food. So what we ingest matters. It plays itself out in my nervous system. Sunshine, energy on the outside, there's uh, an, uh, the photosynthesis, so what I eat, I'm actually eating the sun. <laughs> when I eat uh, vegetables or fruits, things that grow because of the sun, I'm eating that and I am feeding my energy with the energy it needs to then push energy out. Gas pedal, brake pedal. Your nervous system is really running the show. It's really kind of this hidden gem that we need to tend to. Last week in biopsychosocial, what we learned was, and tell me if you remember this, and you guys chit-chat away, tell me anything you remember from last week. What did you take away from last week on biopsychosocial? My hope was this. I, had, I, I said one statement that I think, like, make this stick so you can think about it. Remember that statement we said to kids, I would say to my children, nobody can make you feel bad. My daughter would say something, oh, Jack made me feel bad because I did this or because he said this. That made me feel bad. And I would say to Sophia, Sophia, nobody can make you feel bad. Turns out that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. You will feel bad. And people, what they do, your environment around you, the words that are said, the culture that you immerse yourself into, you're going to feel something. It's automatic. Sometimes somebody says something, you're going to automatically feel. Once you receive that information, you're going to feel offended or feel afraid or feel belittled or feel ashamed. It's going to happen. I wish I could tell you, you know, you can change that. It's an automatic response. It's built in you to keep you safe. 
that information is coming in and talking to your nervous system to tell you, to direct you towards safety. That's a good thing to have. So it is not true when you say, so don't sell that to your kids. Nobody can make you feel that way. You're, you're choosing it. Now that is true, but they will make you feel that way. The world is going, you're going to feel sad, mad, or bad, or scared. We need to normalize that for children. Can I get an amen? We need to normalize it, it, that it's okay. It's healthy to feel, to feel bad or to feel sad or to feel scared. Okay, we're not afraid of those things. That's going to just happen. That's going to happen to you. You have no say in that, no matter how enlightened or much meditation you do, although it does help. It'll help slow the response down if you are a meditator or someone who calms themselves down. But it doesn't mean you'll stop feeling sad, mad, bad, or scared. You're going to feel those things. So no, but yes, people can make you feel a way, but what people can't do is make your meaning. We learned that last week. Did you remember that from last week? Okay, I'm going to feel, someone can make me feel something because of what they do. It puts some energy out into the environment. I absorb that. I feel that. I feel that. I feel bad. But what they cannot do for you is make meaning. Making meaning is our responsibility. 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 You have the ability to respond by making your meaning. Friends, this is huge. We get to make meaning. Nobody else can do that for you. This is where you are really free. He who is free is free indeed. It says in Galatians, Christ has set you free. You are free. Make meaning with it. Choose to make meaning from it. You get to choose that. Now, here's the 90-second rule, and it's called the 90-second rule. This is true neuroscience. You have 90 seconds to feel something or, quote, you want it, someone makes you feel that way. We really kind of need to let someone off the hook because that's where we can start to get offended. Well, they made me feel that way. No, sin made you feel that way. Their humanity, their brokenness, which you are broken too, that got through and made you feel a certain way. Bang, that hit you. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have pain. It will come. But you have 90 seconds to make meaning. You have the ability to respond to that with your own meaning. Making meaning is our responsibility. Can I hear you all say it? Making meaning is my responsibility. I have the ability to respond to this feeling with meaning. Jill Barty Taylor is a PhD Harvard trained neuroanatomist. And she has come up with this 90 second rule. And what the 90 second rule says, when a person has a reaction to something in their environment, the social environment, there is a 90-second chemical response that happens in the body. 90-second chemical response that happens in the body. After that, any remaining emotional response is just that person choosing to stay in the emotional loop. You're choosing it. You have decided with your ability to respond 
that you're going to sit with it. You're going you're gonna to stay mad. You're going to dwell on sad. You're going to think in line with scared. After 90 seconds, the brain always has about three things going on at a time inside of it. This is still Jill Barty. She's saying there's three things going on in your brain at one time um, during any moment. One is your thinking thoughts. And did you know you're only aware of about 20% of the thoughts you have? You're, only, you're really conscious of those thoughts. The other 80% of your thoughts, you don't even know you're thinking them. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So you're always having thoughts. The brain is always working when you even go to sleep. There's thoughts still happening. There's dreams. It's just cool. Like from the moment you, the cell in your mother's womb, as you begin to, to grow, and actually you grow from your, your um, tail, from your anus to mouth, that begins to grow first in the body, like that enteric system. That grows and then all the organs, but eventually you get a brain. And when you start getting brains, there's thoughts, there's there's, there's, there's thoughts happening. They may not be complex thoughts, but you're starting to have thoughts. You are thinking thoughts at one time or at any given time you are feeling emotions. You're, you're processing these emotions. You're, you're, you're having a, a, a thought about the emotion in your brain, which you can say feeling emotions. And the third thing that a brain is always doing is having a psychological response. I'm sorry, a physiological response. Physiological response means that fight, flight, freeze. The sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system is getting fired up because you are either having a physiological response to a joyful moment. You're in an environment with dancing and celebration. I went this weekend to my cousin's 50th wedding anniversary and we had so much fun. It was dancing. That's hard to have a bad moment when you are in this joy environment. My body was feeling this sense of delight, endorphins, um, dopamine, serotonin, the feel good. Oh, I feel good. I want good. That goodness was happening. Or if I was in an environment that was stressed, where maybe bad news happened, my daughter, the car accidents, what, whatever it might happen, or just your day-to-day -day email, work, respond, stress, 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 then that also is having a physiological response, stress itself. We are stressed out as a society. One is because we're overconnected. There's no quiet, there's no space, there's no margin. We don't know how to sit with ourselves anymore. And we're having a response all the time. It's either one of frustration or one of appreciation one of suffering and pain or one of joy. We are having this physiological response. Now, what Jill is saying is no matter what environment you're in, you have 90 seconds till you'll feel something. The cortisol shoots through your body. You feel mad, bad, sad, scared, whatever. The stress hormone goes and you have 90 seconds that it is in your bloodstream, the chemical itself that is released with the stress hormone is in your bloodstream for 90 seconds. After that, it's gone. The punch that it has, it's gone. After 90 seconds, you're choosing it. You are holding on to it. Now, here's the deal. If you have past trauma, past pain, 
a story of your life that is just, woe is me, I'm the victim, whatever it is. And listen, that might be true. You might have been the victim. I'm not trying to belittle that, but I'm saying that story is in your, in your neurology, in your brain. There's a neural pathway, a thought that that's just strong and it's there. So once you have that physiological response of uh, offense or stress or anger, whatever it is, shame, it hooks right into that memory. And it's hooking to it. And now the memory is just driving the car. But you are the driver to which you can go, no, we're getting out of that story and we're putting ourselves in a new script. This is why you have to know the word of God. You have to know how loved you are. And honestly, the whole world is out there offering enlightenment that has nothing to do with God. They're just, well, just choose love and choose mankind and choose peace and all those things. Okay, but where does that come from? <laughs> Go to the source, the one who created you for love, who is peace, who is connection. I would rather think on that story, his story, is the story that will be lived out. He is. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and after six days puts us in flesh and blood. So my story is best rewriting itself in the thought of who God is. So in 90 seconds, I have a choice to think in line with God and his word and heaven's reality or I can think in line with my present experience the story of my pain and my hurt. It's a choice. So, 90 seconds. 90 seconds. You're hurt. You're mad about something. You're feeling lonely. Somebody disrespected you, whatever, and you're on your way to the pantry or you're on your way to the drive-thru or you're on your way to hit uh, Amazon and shop now or whatever it is. 90 seconds. And listen, there's nothing wrong with food or Amazon, but you know when it is hurting your bank account, when it is hurting your health, when you don't feel good, you don't sleep well, you can't show up with joy and overflow and thanksgiving, 90 seconds. Give it 90 seconds. You're upset with your kids, 90 seconds. Guess what everyone, right now, I'm going to stand here for 90 seconds and say nothing. And you're going to feel 90 seconds. Are you ready? And I'm going to encourage you to do this. Observe what you feel in 90 seconds of nothingness. Now, a lot of you are going to get distracted. Don't do that. Don't do that. 90 Because you got to pay attention to what's going on. Here we go. Ready? Get set. 90 seconds.
90 seconds to let the emotion, to let the chemical leave your body. Now, is it 90 seconds to the thought goes away? That's your choice. That's your choice. You are choosing after 90 seconds, the impact, kind of the sting, the punch is gone. Like the, the, oof, I felt that. And your, your response to fight, flight, freeze, or whatever it is you do that you do, the chemical that shoves that and gets pushed into your bloodstream, it's gone in 90 seconds. After that, that's where it pushes into your neural pathways to your thoughts. Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. God says in his word. Yeah, Becky said, oh, I should have said, didn't that feel really long? It does, but you guys, it's 90 seconds. <laughs> it's 90 seconds, but we're like, oh, I don't have time to work out. I don't have to, you don't even have 10 minutes. It's such a lie. You have agency. Take the 90 seconds. Think about your parenting with a 90 second. Think about how you show up to your husband, your wife in 90 seconds. Think about how you show up to your job with a 90 seconds. 90 seconds. It does feel long. And why does it feel so long? Because we move so fast. Thoughts, 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 information, scroll, 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 scroll. We don't know how to just sit and be. Yeah, it did feel long. Did feel long. Felt long for me too. I'm like, wow. I was worried about the person that was tuning in right now. I'm like, why is she just sitting here doing nothing? <laughs> we are practicing the 90 second rule. 90 seconds for the chemical to leave your body. 90 seconds for the intoxication of the chemical process to leave your body. After that, you're choosing it. Deuteronomy 30, 15. God says in his word, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. God is talking to Moses as they are about to go to the promised land, a land that they were made for. It's like going back in a sense to the Garden of Eden, which means the Garden of Pleasure. God's like, I have a land for you. I have an inheritance for you. And you're going there and I'm sending you there. Now, remember this. I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I commanded you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and keeping his commandments, his thoughts, his story higher than your own, his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, then I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you're going over to possess. Now here's our verse. Verse 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. These are God's words that I have set before you life and death blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. Choose. Make meaning. Choose to make meaning. You have the ability to line up this emotion, this 
this impact of chemical, now that it's left your body, because listen, if you're being chased by a bear, run. There's, I'm out here in the desert. We often, we see rattlesnakes from time to time. You see a rattlesnake. Now I see them kind of so often now. I don't freak out. I know, hey, stay calm. Just get out of their path. But I understand a person who comes upon a rattlesnake for the first time, they jump. Good for you. You jumped. You got out of the way. We're not living in that world anymore. We have too much modern convenience, but yet with all our frenetic energy, we don't know what to do. So we just respond in light of our stress we're living in and under. Choose life. You have 90 seconds to let the chemical leave its body. It's like literally like being intoxicated. You know, if you, you drink, you feel a little not well, don't drive, stay, get it out of your system. Okay, you're safe again. Same thing, 90 seconds for that chemical to leave your body. Now choose life that you and your offspring may live loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast for him. See, here's the deal. If we know the love of God, then we will have the empowerment and ability to choose. If we don't know the love of God, we still have the empowerment and ability to choose, but we will choose death. We will choose self-survival. We will choose self-preservation. We will choose ourself. And that is idolatry. <laughs> We're not meant for idolatry. It doesn't work out well when we set up life to serve us. When we set up our, our world, our kingdom to serve us. We are here for the kingdom of God's sake. So choose life. Righteousness, peace, and joy is going on right now in the kingdom of God. Choose it. Choose. So how do we do that, Elisa? Well, what will you do to start choosing to make the meeting so that the 90 seconds goes away? So you got to give yourself that minute because you can't drive a car intoxicated. So just let it go. That's hard. It's going to feel like forever. This is why we encourage you to do our be still and be loves, do our meditations, go for walks, turn your phone off, get silent, sit outside in the sun for 90 seconds with no music, no phone, no nothing. Build in margins of 90 seconds. When you go to the bathroom, no phone, just sit there 90 seconds, calm down. It won't feel so long. So the first thing you got to practice is, and I just kind of gave hints to it, observation. You have to practice. If you're going to choose life, to choose to make meaning that lines up with God's word and what he said and his plans and, and for your life, then you have to learn to become an observer. You have to observe the emotion before engaging with an emotion. That way you can respond appropriately. You have to be able to observe, right? So in the 90 seconds, friends, listen to me, listen, listen, in the 90 seconds, use that time to just observe, whew, I am really afraid for my child right now. I am really, I feel shame. I what take the 90 seconds, not just to let this the thing go away, but observe yourself feeling the emotion without judgment. Then once you felt it, be like, oh, I'm I have shame. I feel shamed. I feel belittled here. What does God tell me when I feel ashamed? Oh, wait, his word tells me when I look to him. 
My face is radiant and there is no shame. Okay, God, I look to you and he bestows upon you beauty for the shame, right? There is that. That's where you go, oh, I feel this. Now what am I going to do with it? I'm going to choose life. Where is life? Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Choose Jesus. Turn towards what he has said. That's your responsibility. You have the ability and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you that says, hey, let's choose Jesus. Let's choose life. Let's not give ourselves over to a, a script about how life is terrible. And no, Paul says, think about what is excellent, true, noble, praiseworthy. These are the things that nourish your brain and fortify your psychology and your biology. Yesterday or two days ago, we all saw someone who could have used waiting 90 seconds. Y'all know who I'm about to talk about. If you saw the Academy Awards, you saw it. And I'm only using it as an example because it is a pop culture one right now. It is a moment in time that we can all associate with. We've all done things where we have said or acted in a way we shouldn't have and we later regret. Unfortunately for Will Smith, it was public. It was on national television. It is in other languages. I mean, that, that is like, that is a hard one. Actually, I'm praying for him because I can't imagine the amount of shame he must feel today. 90 seconds. 90 seconds. 90 seconds for him to be like, I am mad. He disrespected my wife. Whatever it is. Okay, what am I going to do with this? I can choose to get up there and do something that makes my mark. Or if... I don't know. I don't know his walk with the Lord or whatever, and I'm not here to judge that. Let's not make this a, a discussion about them. This is about the Lord. But in that moment, to turn, be like, this one hurts, God. This one hurts. I'm mad. I'm really mad. What do you want me to do? And I promise you, Jesus would not say, go on up there and slap him. That is not a Jesus move. It's not anywhere in the Holy Spirit's vocabulary. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That is in the language of the Holy Spirit. So when you are feeling that, that response, that physiological response, that is going to be the solution. Love, life is lined up with righteousness, peace, and joy. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Yes, he did apologize, which is awesome. And I think we absolutely, Christians, like we, we, we pray for that. We pray for that. But there's work to do. And he even said that was his sign off. I have work to do. I'm still a work in progress. Yep, 90 seconds. 90 seconds to do your work. So observe. In that 90 seconds, you observe yourself. Okay, and um, Dora said, what if someone made fun of your daughter's illness in front of your peers and millions of people too? Honestly, I there's no excuse. And then we can, I don't even want to debate that. Let's not become people who, this is the where in the Revelation 1, let's talk about gracious assumptions, everyone. Let's not backbite each other because we don't agree. There are many things we're not going to agree on. Those are lowercase issues. The big case is Jesus. Let's make him beautiful. And however you need to do that. But I know that he tells us, turn the other cheek, give the other coat. And I know that's our work to do. If that feels really personal to you, that would I would get up. And if someone said that about my daughter, da -da, you got to do some work. Because there's nothing in us that should trigger us to hurt another. Do no harm. Do no harm. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. Those are things. Go do that. Go bring more life. That's what we're here to do. And if I can't bring more life, there's some death inside of me. 
some work needs to be done inside of me. 90 seconds. <sighs> observe. Observe. Become an observer. Observe. I also love this concept of look and see. Be, be, be a wonder. Wonder about things. Get curious about things. Stop being so quick to judge. Yes, you will have, you will see injustice. Yes, you'll be like, that's not right. Okay, 90 seconds. How do I walk with this, Lord? How do I walk in love here? More wonder. The second, once you've observed, the second is choose your response. You get to choose your response. What we choose matters. And it even says this. Hold fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that it may go well with your offspring. He is your life and your length of days, and that it may go well with you and your offspring, and you get the land that you have the right to have. God has, when we say land, there is a mission field for you. There is authority. There is agency that you bring into the world over a certain uh, realm. For me, it's this wellness, fitness, the body, the body, the body. Okay. They're feeling stuff in their body. They're really mad. They're doing things with their body. They're hurting in their bodies. Okay. God goes, I'm going to hand you that mission field. You're going to walk in that, but love the Lord, your God and obey him. So you can hold fast to him and he is life. My life is found in him and that I can dwell in that land. Yep. Number one is observe. Number two is choose your response. Observe and choose. Observe and choose. <sighs> Renita, amen. We all have our work to do. I hope you leave here encouraged. Like, all right, I got a battle plan. And like, I got some things to do. I got some work to do. And that, that it's not, oh, I have work to do. No. He's the way for the work. He's the truth for the work. And he will bring life as you do the work. It is only for good, better, and best. Choose life that it may go well with you. And you may dwell in the land that he has given you. The mission, the call of your life, whatever authority you have to bring healing into the world in a certain way that only you can. It burns in your heart. And actually, it's probably the very thing that feels offensive to you, the very thing that you get riled up. Notice that because in there is your call. Do your work. 90 seconds. Okay. There you go. Yes. Here's the deal, guys. I come here every week and I give you some tools, and I'm happy about that. Do not worship the tools. Do not worship the tools. Do not worship the tools. They're just tools. Use the dang things. <laughs> I remember I went through a season of some therapy for my daughter, some healing for her that needed to be done. And we spent lots of money in therapy, lots of this tool and this tool and this tool. Now, granted, she's like 14 years old. And I remember the this uh, psychologist saying at one point, like, Sophia, you're like a mountain climber now, a rock climber now. You have a lot of tools in your belt. You have to use them. You have to use them. We've paid thousands, thousands of dollars. We and at one point we're like, and we're done with therapy. Literally, we said, we're done with therapy. You have, we have all the tools. Until we see you using the tools, this is just, we're just throwing money at it. 
I don't want to come here every week and just throw money, like throw stuff at it. Like you got to use the tools. You got to use the tools. So I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to ask any of you who used 90 seconds last week, who observed a little bit more last week, who was able to observe their feelings and choose something else last week. That is your work to do. It's teeny tiny, but you can do it. Now you can also do this. Go use our podcast, revving the word. Hey, I forgot to talk about impact. <laughs> impact is our five day retreat. If you're still here, would you pray? We are going to be going away to Impact, which is our five-day in-person retreat, May 9th through the 13th. You still have to uh, April 15th to sign up. Space is limited. And we're going to do a whole lot of, hey, we're not, you know, the tools are going to be there, but we're going to practice the tools. And better than that, we're going to get in the presence of God. Because you don't need more tools if you haven't been seeking the presence. Tools will not lead you to the presence. The presence of God gives you the ability to use the tools. So if you just have tools, you just have tools. But if you're really like, I need more God. I don't need more tool, I need more God. Okay, and in needing more God, you're going to get more tools. Does that make sense? All right, there it is, impact. <laughs> Becky Porn. do your work. We have a shirt last uh, season that came out and said, embrace the suck, do your work. Embrace the suck. It sucks. This feels cruddy. This feels terrible. Do the work. Choose. What story am I going to agree with? All right, let me pray for us. And if you have any questions, put them in the chat right now. I'll be here next week. I don't know what we'll talk about next week. I had some thoughts, but whatever we do, we will be looking at scripture and making it come alive. I gave you Deuteronomy 30 today. Go read it. This is the deal. We're going to have life and, and, and things go well. And for our children, our choices matter. So practice it this week. Lord Jesus, thank you for this community. And right now, God, we declare this is not just a teaching to fill time just to make us feel good in the moment. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that this next week, until I see these people again, that you will grab them by the collar of their heart. Grab them when they are having a 90-second intoxication of mad, bad, sad, or scared. God, when they are tempted to partner with their flesh, that you would step in and they would hear my voice and hear this bell say 90 seconds, God. Give them the grace for 90 seconds and it feels like 90 years. <laughs> May we slow down, Lord. With each person here, a healing in their mind and in their body that comes because they observed, they have wondered in you. They have sought you, looked for you, and have found you. And they understand that these are things that you have written into the design of our bodies and our minds, that we have 90 seconds to be with you and to choose you. Every person here, God, I pray for an anointing for that. I pray for an empowerment for them, that they would have agency in their bodies and their thoughts and their feelings and their choices. And they would walk in the authority of a key that they have been handed to bind up hell and to loosen heaven. We choose life. Everyone say that. We choose life. We choose life. In Jesus' name, amen.